0: In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about defining the gospel. So sit back and stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. My name is Travis, your host, with me today is Pastor James, and we're talking about defining the gospel. Seems like uh, something that should be pretty easy, but can yeah. you know sometimes be a little bit different than what we think. Yeah. So, uh, excited for our conversation today. Uh, before I do too much talking, I wondered if uh, we might just dive right into it by yeah. uh, maybe giving a little bit of a recap. I know we, we're kind of in between sermon series right now, a couple of one-offs, but I know this has kind of been something that the Lord has been speaking to your heart for yeah. a few weeks now. So, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about
1: the sermon. Yeah, we when we talk about the gospel, I think that um, you know I, I started off by saying it, you know a while back I had a I had a friend that came up to me and he he asked me that very question What is the gospel?" And it, you know it it caught me off guard because it's one of those it's one of those things that we in our mind we feel like it should be pretty easy to answer, but yeah. when we actually have to define it. Um, I found that what I what I was doing was I was just taking a lot of things that I know, and I was kind of combining them together and saying, "Well, this is the gospel," Um, and and the follow up question is is that what the Bible is is that how is that how Jesus defined Mm -hmm. the gospel? And when you look at that passage in Mark. Jesus says to his disciples, the, the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. It became apparent to me, like, hey, if this is like the main thing that we're supposed to be doing, it would be important that we define it. And so as a result of that, um, it it led me kind of on a search to really look at it and see what did what did What did the gospels, or what did the what did the disciples, what did Jesus define the gospel as? And so that's uh, that's really kind of where this whole thing came out of.
0: And I think that's super important. We find this with a lot of things, right? That we don't just kind of uh, accept it just because somebody else. Said so. I mean, I, you know, there's an element of that, but I think for us to really be able to define things for ourselves, like why do I believe this yeah. is a certain way, yeah. um, is really important and really critical, yeah. especially when we have somebody. Come and ask us. Hey, why do you believe this, or, yeah. or why do you do this, or not do this? You know, yeah. Uh, it's it's important that that question of of why kind of yeah. becomes really really critical. So, you know, you talked about that relationship that you had, that friend mm-hmm. uh, that asked you that question. But beyond that, why do you why was this message? Um, why do you feel like that's important for? Um,
1: our world today or maybe for the church today? Yeah, I think one, first and foremost, like we said before, because it was the it was the primary task that, the, that 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 Christ gave to His church yeah. is that we are to we are to preach the gospel. Uh, secondly, because I feel like what oftentimes when we hear the word gospel, and I said it yesterday, is we we equate the word gospel to the word salvation, mm-hmm. and so we we focus very very heavily on this this moment of salvation, which again the, the cross is central to the gospel, um, but it is the it really is in many ways. It is the fulfillment yeah. of of Israel's story all the way up to it. Mm-hmm. And the reality is is that most people would never, with without really looking at it, they they wouldn't necessarily attribute Israel's plight through the Old Testament to the Gospel. But mm-hmm. Jesus was, it, it, Jesus was all through the Old Testament. Oh yeah, you know? I mean from the moment that Adam and Eve fell in the garden, God's mm-hmm. first words were about Christ, that he was sending one. And then through all of the prophets and all of what God promised and all of these different things and all of the law and all of this stuff kind of culminates at this point that it recognizes that Israel's like, there's just no chance that we're going to get this right. And so Jesus comes and and, and satisfies that. And that really, Jesus's story is what makes Israel's story make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and and when we separate those things, we're not preaching the gospel. We've defined the gospel as the good news. Yeah, well, why was it good to them? Certainly it was salvation, but for these Israelites, they've seen the plight that their ancestors had continually failed in this regard. Yeah. And so Jesus was the good news to Israel that in every way that they have failed and not been able to measure up, Jesus now came, yeah, and satisfied, the 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 debt that mm-hmm. was owed because of the sin in the garden. And so big, yeah. big story. And and then it's not finished. You know, Jesus' right. promise is like the the full gospel is that he's coming again mm-hmm. uh, and gonna return. So
0: yeah, and you even talked about, you know, the gospel means good news. And so, you know, again kind of going back to that question of why, and you kind of touched on that uh, in what you said is why is it good news? Yeah. And to really examine that you have to go back and you have to read the Old Testament. Why yeah. did Jesus have to come? Why was this supposed to be this amazing um, mo- moment in history for the Jews first, primarily, but yeah. also for the entire world? Yeah. And without that, it's like watching, you know, a movie and you see the the triumphant moment, right? Uh, the the big resolve or whatever it is, but you miss. All of the beginning that led up to that. Yeah. and you're like, okay, I, I know I'm supposed to be excited or I'm supposed to feel a certain emotion about this moment in this movie, but I don't feel the connection there. Yeah. You, if you miss all of what came before it and really understood and get um, involved and in, in like emotionally connected with what's happening in that storyline, yeah, you just don't have that connection. You don't understand the, the weight of that.
1: Yeah, and when you when you read through the old testament, so there's a couple of things that are very important. So so Adam and Eve were created as we we talked about that word icon, mm-hmm. e-i-k-o-n, mm-hmm. um, and and it means image bearer. Yeah. And in the image of God, he created them. Both male and female, he created them in his yeah. image. And so they were intended to be these image bearers. So Sin comes in, and all of a sudden they are um, they are they are broken image bearers. Mm. They're, they're not they're not reflecting a pure. And we talked about it. God's grace was actually to remove a a an, an infinite life on this earth mm. from them, so that they wouldn't have to live out eternity as broken image bearers. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he begins to transfer these responsibilities. He says that they that that they would become he, speaking to Israel that they would become kings and priests mm-hmm. in in his kingdom unto him. Yeah. So not not like all authority kings, right. but that they would be his representatives mm-hmm. to this earth of what he desires to do. They would they would mediate the the, the needs of people to God. And yeah. and they would be these these representatives. And so over and over and over, we see the failing of that through, through Israel, through through this people that God has that God has chosen, and, and Israel comes to this point where they demand a king. Yeah, and and God says very specifically, I desire to be your king, mm-hmm. but they wanted it, and so all of a sudden you see all of the kings of Israel come out of this. Yeah, and it's and it's. It's it's disaster after disaster after disaster. Yeah, and 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 some of them get some things right. Saul starts out okay, but then yeah. he, <clears throat> but then he quickly falls off. David does probably the best of them, mm-hmm. but David was still incredibly flawed. Right, and so he was he was established by God as a king to be an image bearer. Right, and yet we see all of this, all of this failure. And so Israel's plight is to continue to remain, to continue to try to do all of these things right, but never really measure up. Mm-hmm. When, when Jesus comes, and, and again, when we, when we reduce what Jesus did to salvation, we essentially, we essentially rob him of his throne. Yeah. And that's important. Oh, yeah. It's important that we understand this. Because when we when we focus so much on salvation, what we say is that the only value that Jesus' life and death came to provide was salvation from sin. Yeah. And yet that's 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 a that's only a part of what he's done. And so in in him being not just savior, but then also being king. It means that we we then come underneath. We yield to his authority yeah. in our life. And, and And that's why it becomes so significant. That's why it was good news, because mm-hmm. Israel could never get this right. And Jesus comes in perfection, lives a perfect life, preaches these things, teaches these things, models these things for Israel. Yep. And then in that perfect form, Dies, is buried, is raised again, goes back to the Father, and promises to return. Yeah, and it's this beautiful, beautiful image, not just of what Israel was so desperate for, but but we it we need to see ourselves in Israel's story. Yeah, no matter how well we do, if David did the best, mm-hmm. it still would have never come close to being good enough. Yeah, and and that's why. Jesus was such good news, and that's the gospel for all of us. We were all we, like sinners, have gone astray, right? You know, and yeah, it it's uh, it's important. Yeah. Like when we preach the gospel, that we're preaching not just not just a gospel of salvation, mm-hmm. but that He is King, yeah, and Lord overall.
0: Well, and that's you know when Jesus was on the earth, doing his earthly ministry, I mean, he was, like you said, he was modeling the way to live. This is how God intended life to be lived. And because of his death and resurrection, we can live that kind of a life too. Um, Obviously he was perfect because he's God and man, we are not perfect, but um, we can live the way God originally intended us originally designed us to live and that's the beauty it's I mean salvation is a part of it like you yeah said. yeah it's
1: definitely a part of Ma- it yeah major you know? like super important
0: yeah big <laughs> big one yeah
1: if it was just about salvation it would have yeah. been enough but it wasn't right
0: and there's more yeah and it, and it's this it's this beautiful return yeah to God's original design and and I, I think it's our, our rebellious flesh. That has a hard time submitting to that, but when you stop and think, no, God is saying, "Look, if you will, if you will live according to the design that I initially laid out, it's so much better for you. Yeah, so much better for you. That doesn't mean we still live in a broken world, right? That doesn't mean that we're going to be free of hardship, mm-hmm. but we can live." according to God's original design. Yeah. And that's the beauty. And most importantly, I think the the most beautiful is that whether life is great at times or whether it's hard at times, we have a restored relationship with God the Father because yeah. of Jesus. And that is what Adam and Eve had. They yeah. had that relationship with God
1: in the garden unhindered. Yeah, and you know, and again, when when this is this is why it's it it's, it grieves me it's sad to me when people don't see value in what the Old Testament has to offer yeah because the, the, the all through the Old Testament it really is for every one of us it is laying out the same it, it's laying out our story yep. Like we look at and we say well I was Israel it, really Israel Israel is doing uh, until until we accept Jesus as the perfect sacrifice we're, we're, we're living out the same. The same measure of trying to do enough, mm-hmm. trying to get these things right, trying to do it on our own, not yeah. really having um, the the only authority in our life is really us yeah. at that point. And and when you look at, I mean, even the sacrifices, like the sacrifices were temporary. They were they were sacrificing to cover sin, but it only it only covered so much. And and that's why Jesus sacrifice, which is which which is a sacrifice f- for all of this. It it, it satisfied the debt becomes so incredibly important. And then when you look at the Garden of Eden Mm -hmm. in the beginning, and you look at the end of the book in Revelations, where he says that he will create a new heaven and a new earth, Eden, Eden was the original intent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 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 what God brings us back to is very similar to Mm -hmm. what we find in Eden. Yeah. And it was God distributing his, his power, living in communion with us so that we would, that we would manage and and take care and, and, and grow all that he has created and given to us. And, and if we see it just as, just as salvation, it's like, it's like taking this big, beautiful book. Yeah. And only ever reading one chapter in the middle of the book. Right. And and without everything that comes before it, and without everything, it could do it. It could be the most exciting chapter in the book, but we'll, we'd never understand why it's exciting. Yeah, and we might not under, understand what is promised on the other side of it. Right, and and that's why I, I I'm so passionate about getting people to understand this idea of man that, that when 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 you see yourself in this story, mm-hmm. oh, it's. It's more than good news. It's yeah. it's the greatest news that that we yeah. could ever have. And uh, and if if he only came to save, then I'm probably never going to become a disciple. The, the Dallas Dallas Willard, you know, he said yeah. we we want we want just enough blood to cover the sins to cover the sins, but then we never have any interaction with Jesus again until we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's where lordship really comes in. Of yeah. Father, I'm going to submit my life to this. And and I think that's that's the hard part. The mm-hmm. discipleship part um becomes the challenging part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Talking about that that quote a little bit more, um, you know, you talked about getting stuck in mm-hmm. the 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 chapter or the one book in the trilogy of, you know, that is salvation. Yeah. And how it's easy to get caught up in that and want to stay in there. You talked about, you know, knowing who's in the kingdom, who's not in the kingdom, yeah. and, and all these other aspects that goes along with being stuck in a salvation culture. Why do you think we so often get stuck in that mindset, that salvation culture?
1: Because it's about us. Yeah. I mean, I, I think most simply it's, you know, when we, when we talk about salvation, it's that it's, it salvation is a, salvation is a one way, mm-hmm. is a one way street. Like Jesus paid it all. He <laughs> didn't do yeah. anything that, Discipleship cost us something. Oh sure, <laughs> like, big time. Yeah, I mean it's like take up your cross. Jesus and, yeah. says, unless you are willing to lay down your life, mm-hmm. take up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. And yeah. again, I, like I said it, I said it in one of the services. the The emphasis was not Jesus saying, um, like I'm going to keep you away. You can't come do this. Any, you no, know, he's saying like. No, this is the most basic. If you're going to be a disciple, this is what is required, mm-hmm. and 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 to do that, like there, you read through Scripture. Oh yeah, and there's a part of you, you will. Every one of us will come to a point where we're like, I don't like that. Yeah, I I don't want to do yeah, that. It's going to get real, real quick. Yeah, yeah. And and you have to decide in that moment, is he Lord, mm-hmm. or are you Lord? Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 am am I the one calling the shots, or is he the one calling the shots? And and discipleship demands mm-hmm. that he calls the shots. Yep. And and it's hard, mm-hmm. but it's rewarding. Yeah. Well, and w- we so
0: often want to go by what we can see yeah. and what we can uh, estimate and judge for ourselves and what's on the surface. And have you prayed this prayer? Have you mm-hmm. not prayed this prayer? Yeah. Um, are you not behaving this way? Are you behaving this way? We could see all those things, um, and it's a lot cleaner, and, and maybe that's part of maybe our, our kind of Western culture to kind of like, you know, we can compartmentalize yeah. um, rather than saying the relational aspect of discipleship and the cost of discipleship is really what it's all about. And yeah. that's, that's yeah, kind of what you're talking well,
1: about. Well, and, and I think that that's a good illustration. When we when we talk about relationship, relationships don't have boxes, yeah. they just they just have they just have a shared space and and when we when we look at God's Word and, and we don't we don't treat Christ as Lord what we do is we try to create these boxes mm-hmm. and we say well I'm gonna do this but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this and so there's no relationship there mm-hmm. now it now it has simply become a uh, a faith that is based upon one my own choosing mm-hmm. but but two, it, it becomes very relative off of what I am going to view as truth versus what I'm not, and and there can be no relationship there mm-hmm. because we will always get to a place with Christ where we're going to go, hey, yeah, you did good, thanks so much, I got it, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this, and and you and I are just going to have to, uh, uh, my favorite, agree to disagree, yeah, like or or I've I've worked this out with Jesus, and I'm like. No, you haven't. Because yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not what he says. Yeah. Like you can't you can't look at God's word and and disagree with it and be mm-hmm. right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> that's just not how this works. Plain yeah. and yeah. simple. You yeah. can't the Bible can't say one thing and you say another. You're never gonna be right in that regard. The Bible is either true or it's not. Well,
0: because then you've done what? You've ex- you've exalted yourself as as the as shot the caller. ultimate authority. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. goes? He's uh,
1: not Lord. Mm-hmm. He's Savior. Yep. I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know very many people who yeah who if if he's just presented as Savior now, atheism, agnosticism, all of that stuff aside. Those those people still believe in God. They've just made themselves God. They, right. they say I'm I'm the ultimate authority. Yep. But when you talk about Jesus as Savior, mm-hmm. it, it Jesus is easy to receive as a Savior. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not so easy as a disciple. Well, and I as, as Lord. Yeah.
0: Well, and and I you know you and your dad have talked about um, uh, and, and other people in our church who have gone on mission trips to places like India, right? Where yeah. where there's a lot of uh, multiple. Um, polytheism, polytheism. That's, that's the word yeah. I was looking for, yeah. you know, and multiple gods. And and they say, you know, it's it's not hard for them to accept Jesus mm-hmm. along with all of their along other gods. The it's yeah. getting them to forsake all of yep. the other gods and make Jesus he be is, the Lord. He
1: is Lord. He is the only God, the name above all other names. And so, again, when you, when you present in a place like India, when you present Jesus as a Messiah, they're very excited about sure. that. Because all of a sudden now they get to add a God to their kind of their harem of gods yeah. that 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 says he's most you know I I want that, mm-hmm. but then when you say no he has to become Lord, well, that's going to require yep that's going to require giving some things up, mm-hmm. and 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 the gospel the gospel is not a is not a culture of salvation it's mm-hmm. a it's a culture of of lordship right it's a culture of a king yeah and within that culture there is salvation mm-hmm. absolutely but there's also a a requirement mm-hmm. for discipleship right in our own life right
0: and and the benefits far outweigh the cost far I mean, we, outweigh we talk the cost. about the cost yeah. and there are people have paid some some hefty costs yeah. i you know we're not going to skirt around that but you know, Paul said, uh, and I'm going to have to paraphrase because I can't think of it off the top of my head, but uh, these present sufferings I disregard compared to the future glory yeah. that's that's awaiting us. Yeah. And and it really is, you know, the benefits far outweigh the costs yeah, every absolutely. single time. And I know we're, we're running a little bit long, but just yeah. in, in kind of wrapping up. If someone's watching this video or listening to this podcast and they're saying, how can I begin to create a gospel culture, a real gospel culture in my life or my home or my friend circle or where I work or in our church? How would you encourage them to, to begin to, to live out that
1: gospel culture? Yeah. First and foremost, go read the gospels. Yeah. the the You know, again, I said yesterday, it, we, we refer to them as the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're really, it's one gospel uh, from four perspectives. Um, four men who were there with him that, that followed him. I say you have to begin there and then, and then go and, and really take the time to understand what was so good about this news that Jesus was, was giving. Why was that important? Mm -hmm. Um, it's transformative. And, and to understand that that isn't, that isn't just Israel's story. That's my story. That's, that's everyone's story. and, and to recognize that lordship is, is not about, is not about Jesus being this taskmaster under, over mm-hmm. us. This is, this is about Jesus so, saying, I will show you a better way. Yeah. And it, it may appear to cost you because mm-hmm. you're going to have to give up some things that you have an affinity towards, but what I am going to replace it with yep, is so much better. Oh yeah. And, and, and does it require loss? Yeah, but it's it's like it's like giving ten dollars in exchange for a hundred. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's so I I have to I've got to be willing to go there. Um, one of the my favorite things to say, wherever God leads for us, He provides mm-hmm. for us. And sometimes that that leading requires us to leave some things behind. But what is awaiting us is so much better. And and that's really the, the gospel is is really about not just seeing him as Messiah, but also as, as Savior, but also seeing him as Messiah, as King.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My my dad always told us this story growing up, and we just thought it was a funny story. And it is, it's a funny story, but it actually uh, is a perfect illustration. When he was a kid, <clears throat> he would go to his granddad's house, and his granddad always carried cash. Like, he never put anything in the bank. That's just yeah. the kind of guy he was, you know, group in the Depression, everything else. So when my dad was little, he would do, you know, chores or, you know, do something to earn a little bit of money, and he was so excited about this money that he earned. And his granddad would come up to him and say, hey, I'll trade what's in your wallet for what's in my wallet. And my dad was like, no, 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 no. I'm not giving this up. And, uh, you know, my granddad would be like, you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm holding on to this because I got it. You know, and you're a little kid, right? Like a dollar like yeah. the world. Like, I'm so rich, you know. So he, he just would not let it go. And then. I said, "All right, that's your call. That's your decision." And his granddad would pull out his his wallet. You know, it was just fat thick of of dollar bills. My dad was like, "Oh, I should have traded you." You know, and yeah. it's that it's that same kind of mentality that, like, um, yeah, we hold so tightly to what we can see and what we know um, that w- whether it's a trust thing, whether it's a rebellion thing, we're not willing to exchange that for yeah. what Christ is offering. Yeah. And and we think that's that's too great of a price to pay and and really it's <sighs> there's got to be a better way to say this, but it's, it's just, how can it not be worth it? Yeah. How can it just it not be worth paying? Whatever that yeah. is, you know, it really yeah. is. So thank you so much for taking some time yeah. out of your day to talk about your sermon. It was great talking with you about it. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Monday moments. We hope that you got something out of this. If you have, please let us know. Uh, we always love to hear from you. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. <laughs>